Hey there, it is Jeff and I'm back. Welcome back to the Friday afternoon nap time show. My son is sleeping. I am now streaming live to all of your favorite platforms, including LinkedIn, YouTube, I think Twitch, trying out Instagram. I don't know. Show is live. It's unedited. And it's uh, just what I do when my baby's napping. So today I'm doing a solo episode. Um, I was trying to get together with uh, somebody else to talk about some things. But, but, and here's a big but, this is why uh, the afternoon nap time show is such an interesting little uh, experiment is uh, nap time uh, is hard to schedule. Kind of just happens when it happens. Kid sleeps. Kid doesn't want to sleep. It is what it is. So today uh, I figured uh, in the absence of what I was going to talk about, uh, I thought about another topic that I've uh, been meaning to maybe do a live about for some time now. And that is concept of connection. That is the networks that we build and how we build it, why we build it, and kind of what's going on right now, especially as it relates to LinkedIn. So even though I'm streaming this a bunch of different places today, I'm mostly going to be talking about LinkedIn, although I guess some of these uh, conversations could apply elsewhere, but mostly where I see this is happening is on LinkedIn. So if you've been on LinkedIn for any reasonable period of time that is probably longer than 48 hours, you've probably begun getting, or maybe you've been getting for quite some time now, um, LinkedIn connection requests from people that you don't know, a lot of them. And there's some pretty common themes to some of these things. And um, no one likes it. It's just sort of par for the course of what we have to deal with on LinkedIn. You sign on to LinkedIn, you check your messages, and lo and behold, what do you see? But a cold connection request. And they take so many different forms. And here's a couple of them that I want to go over today. But part of the reason I wanted to cover this is that I think I just want to send this live stream to anybody who sends me one of these requests. Um, because I'm getting tired of either leaving people sitting in purgatory, where you know you have your kind of ever-growing list of uh, unresolved requests, all these people that are saying, oh, I'd love to connect with you for some reason or another, but then you just kind of, you're not quite sure, so you just leave them there in limbo. So I'm growing tired of that. I'm growing tired of occasionally accepting someone only to have them immediately start pitching me. I'm growing tired of writing back and engaging in a little back and forth in good faith only to find out that someone's either going to lie their way into my chat and start selling me or, um, you know, they immediately start selling me, which I really appreciate, at least when they're honest immediately out of the gate. Hey, I'm trying to sell you something. Um, but there's something broken in this LinkedIn model that we currently have um, because I feel like this is a fixable problem. I feel like this is something that um, we could we could deal with this if we really wanted to. So anyway, if you're watching this, if you're one of those people that I've been leaving in purgatory, uh, or you sent me a connection request that uh, I didn't respond to favorably to, or I sent you here in advance of accepting your connection request. Uh, this is just to kind of go over some of what I'm seeing is the issue out on LinkedIn right now. And maybe why, if you are someone who is sending a genuine connection request, you're really trying to actually expand your network and meet people of like interests where you think that there might be an opportunity to connect, there might be an opportunity to do something. Um, that I think it's important that you know what's actually happening out there so you can understand contextually where your message is coming in 
along with everything else. Um, because your message isn't whatever you send your connection request, your message, whatever it's not, it's not in isolation. It's not just one, the only thing that comes into someone's inbox. It's one of many. And as a result, your, your connection request is going to be contextualized by the surrounding messages in that inbox. Um, so if you are, for instance, someone who helps coaches, you have to understand that anybody who has anything to do with coaching on their platform on their LinkedIn, in their profile, or has even mentioned the word coach, you have to understand, we get so many offers of people who help coaches, who help coaches coach coaches, coach coaches, who help coaches build their coaching practice, who are right off the bat, even though I don't know you at all, offering me 10 to 15 new high ticket clients every month for you know no strings attached. That's a thing that we see constantly. I get one probably every other day. I get one. Sometimes I get two or three in a day. So if you are that type of person, you have to understand that that approach, you're just getting lumped in with everybody else who's doing that. So you have to kind of think about what is the best approach to do that. So the probably the most common, um, I guess, at least that I've experienced, I know some others have experienced this, but there are two or three like really common examples of these cold requests. And I want to kind of address them one by one. And then at the end, I want to talk a little bit about kind of what might be a better way of, of handling this, especially if you're someone who genuinely wants to build out your connections, uh, build out your network, reach more people, find partnerships, et cetera. Um, so I guess the first thing is, as I mentioned, the coaching program. So I get a lot of these incoming messages about people who help coaches and they help coaches do X, Y, and Z, and they help coaches uh, increase their revenue. And they and one of the things that always struck me about that was um, that there's a couple flavors that this happens. So the first is that they get all of the information wrong. So uh, I had someone say, I see you've been a coach for 18 years. I've, I've not been a coach for 18 years. Um, so that's the first thing is get the information right. And a lot of them don't do that. So that's one of the flavors. The second flavor is that there's an assumption that if you're a coach, that you want to make all of this extra money or have all of these additional clients neglecting to understand that some people get into coaching because they like the flexibility of the schedule. Maybe they don't actually care about making much more money right now. Maybe they've got a full client roster. Um, so the idea that you're coming in and saying, I'm going to give you 10 high ticket clients, hundred thousand dollars a month. Like that's not everybody's ambition, man. Like maybe ask a question, maybe start out, start out small. Um, and then the other thing is just that if you're in that business, you have to understand that there's, there's just so many people that are doing that. So when you place something in your headline about how like who you help is coaches and you help them X, Y, and Z. Like you're just, you're a dime a dozen. And if you're coming in cold, like your chances of being well-received are slim to none. They're very, very low. So if you're in the coaches, coaching coaches or coaching, helping coaches have a better coaching business, make more money from coaching that whole world, like maybe just try a different approach. So my, my suggestion here would be follow the person instead of sending a connection request because What's really unsettling for the person getting the connection request is, is there's that sense of FOMO, right? Like, is this someone I should be connected to? Is this someone that um, is looking to maybe hire me? That, that's oftentimes where I find a lot of these messages have a blurry line. They, they come in your, your DM, they come into connection requests, and it might seem like they might want to hire you. They'll pull this kind of sleight of hand with their language, like, you know, are you stay, still taking on new clients? That's very vague, right? A lot of the times you might think of that as like, oh, like, are you looking to be coached? Let me learn more about you. And you, you might accept that connection request 
only to find out after that acceptance of the connection request that um, they actually just want to sell you their program. So I think that whole approach, I know there's got to be some evidence that that's worked somewhere for someone. I just can't imagine that this, the stats are really in your favor. So just try a different approach. I would suggest follow the person that you're trying to connect with, comment on some of their posts, become familiar in, in the comment thread, um, tag them with something. Maybe if you see some of their content, make your own post and tag them and say, hey, I just read this post by so-and-so and I really enjoyed it, or I just bought their book, or I just watched their YouTube, or I just joined their course, or whatever it might be. Give them a shout out so you become a person as opposed to just this uh, nameless, faceless selling bot of, for, for lack of better terms. So I'd say the first is, you know, follow, engage, uh, tag, do something that's more of a soft interaction before you send a connection request, because connection is, um, is, is, I think at the beginning of LinkedIn was more of like a, well, I'll just connect with anybody, but then there comes that point where somebody reaches out to you and they say, hey, I see you're connected to so-and-so. Can you make an introduction for me? I'm like, I have no idea who that person is. And a lot of us deal with that now. And that's not a fun feeling. You want to you wanna feel like the people in your network, that there's a value of them being in your network. Well, otherwise, what's the point? If you don't even know who they are, you don't know what they do. You don't know where you met them. You don't know anything about them. Like, what is the point? So I think the the commoditization of friendship and connection and network that social media has hoisted upon all of us is an unfortunate, um, it's an unfortunate event or an unfortunate factor. It's, it's, it's unfortunate that it has happened because it has diluted much of the purpose of a connection request of actually staying connected, of actually staying in touch, of actually keeping up with one another. And it's turned it into more of this numbers game of spamming. And if you can hit enough people with enough messages, maybe you'll, you'll make your rent. So I think that's unfortunate. The, the second one that I see a lot of is the um, the franchise opportunity. This one's hilarious, where if you were to look at my LinkedIn, you would see basically I've been self-employed most of my career. Um, I've had a few jobs here and there, but for the most part, I am an entrepreneur through and through, and I still can't stop myself from from starting new companies and doing new ventures. But um, franchise own franchise opportunity reaches out and says, hey, have you ever thought about owning your own business? Neglecting to see that the person they're reaching out to already runs their own business, already is potentially quite happy what they're doing. So it's, it's, it is uh, yet again, another copy paste outreach, a copy paste connection. And I don't know if this needs to be said, but you can't copy and paste connection, like actual connection, not like the, per the act of like clicking a button on LinkedIn and, and, and forming a link between two data sets. I mean, actually connecting with someone, you can't walk in to a networking event and walk up and copy and paste. Hi, first name. My name is Jeff Gibbard. And I thought you might like my coaching program. Like it doesn't work like that. You have to actually engage people and learn about them and talk to them and take some time. Otherwise you're just cluttering it up. You're just cluttering it up for everyone. And you're wasting your time. You're wasting our time. And what is the point of that? I guess, I guess hope at some point somewhere, someone has played the numbers enough and found that it's worthwhile to waste enough people's time because they might get one or two here or there. I don't really understand. But the franchise opportunity is a really fun one because I get franchise uh, uh, connection requests where people are saying, hey, have you thought about starting your own franchise? I think you'd be perfect for it. And then they come up with some wild stuff that has absolutely nothing to do with my background at all. Like not even a little bit. Doesn't connect in any, not even tangentially. It'll be something like, I think you'd be great to own one of our janitorial service franchises. It's like, dude, f f in what way did you think I'd be perfect? And we don't even know each other. 
So again, it's one of those things where it's like, it's so impersonal, this idea of sending a connection request in order to sell that, um, that I just wish we would stop doing. I wish we would find some solution around it that makes it easier for you to still leave yourself open to connecting to people, but where you close yourself off to all of this nonsense. Um, third one uh, is I kind of alluded to before, I get a lot of these connection requests from people who just say, hey, I'd love to connect. And maybe you have some mutuals or something. You don't know if they actually know these people or whatever, but hey, I'd love to connect. You don't really know what they do. They haven't said why they want to connect. They haven't said anything about it, but their headline will say something like, helping coaches 10x their revenue through blah, blah, blah. Or um, uh, I help entrepreneurs get into the real estate game and blah, blah, blah. So it's always like why they are is like really, it's in their headline. Like, you know why they're doing it. And it's challenging because especially when you have these mutual connections, you think to yourself, well, maybe, I mean, they know so-and-so and I know so-and-so. I really like so-and-so. So maybe I should connect with this person. I don't know. Maybe they know something I don't. And And sometimes there's a bit of a, I kind of take a numbers game there on faith a bit where like if somebody has 75 mutual connections with me, like, okay, like you're, you're probably not an awful person or you're probably not going to try and sell me out of the gate. Maybe you will. I mean, it's possible, but like chances are less so, right? So oftentimes you see that with the headline. And honestly, this is one of the reasons why I wish people would just write more creative headlines instead of like being so like solution sales driven. And I get it, it's professional social network. So that's what people are going to do. But like, I wish people would actually talk about what they're interested in or like why they care about something instead of, it, it just seems so, um, I don't know, vapid and empty when people are just constantly 10X this and award-winning that and yada, yada. And, and like, I get it you got to promote yourself. Like people got to eat, but I don't know, especially when I see something where your entire headline is just, this is the solution I provide for people. It just feels, um, I don't know. I feel like it could be better. It could be more interesting. Um, and especially if you're just going to be the type that just sends uh, empty connection requests and then that's your headline. I mean, it's pretty transparent what you're about and you're, you're about to spam me once I can accept your connection. Um, the fourth one is probably the one that annoys me the most. Probably more than anything else. I mean, it's hard to say that all of these annoy the, the heck out of me, but I would say that the one that really annoys me because it seems so innocuous and so, um, I don't know, like there's not a threat there, right? But it's the person who sends you a connection request. You might have three or four mutual connections or something. Send you a connection request and they say, hey, Jeff, I found you online and I'm always looking to expand my network and I'd love to be able to connect with you, find ways where I can add value to your network and you can add value to mine or where we can share and exchange value to our respective networks, something to that effect, right? So it's always very like, I don't know you, you don't know me, but we're going to share value with one another. And I've been on LinkedIn since like super early. I remember getting my, um, getting my account back when I was actually getting my MBA in uh, 2009, 2010. So I was somewhere in that range where I got my LinkedIn account. Um, and in the entire time I've been on LinkedIn, call it, you know, call it since 2010. So call it nearly 13 years, now 12 years. I don't think once, I, and I'm willing to be wrong about this, but I don't think I'm wrong about this. I don't think once someone who I didn't know, who was a cold connection that reached out to me, and said that their intention was to provide value to my network. I don't think once that's happened. 
I think more often than not, that's just a corny throwaway phrase. And what they mean is, I want to add you to my network, and one day I'm going to reach out to you with a sales offer. I don't actually think it has anything to do with adding value. Really adding value, like, that's not how humans work. That's just not how humans work. We don't just go around finding random strangers and adding value to their network like personal actual value like sure we can create content we can touch people and and in uh, touch people's lives and and educate and pass on information and inspire people through our one to many communications sure not taking anything away from that but when you reach out to someone and say i want to connect with you so we can share value with one another and we can provide value to add value to each other's network that actually doesn't mean anything if there's no immediate follow up an actual an actual connection not just a our data sets are now linked but an actual, hey, what do you do? Hey, I want to learn more about you. And almost without fail, when you actually get that, that follow-up of I'd love to set up a call with you, it is I'd love to set up a call with you so I can pitch you my solution. And this is part of the bigger problem with connection as a, as a concept on social, whether it be collecting friends on Facebook, collecting followers on any network, collecting connections on LinkedIn, is that in general, I've found in my experience and in my observation of this world, is that it is not, it is not an act of actual building relationship between two people. It is instead about building a perceived audience that you can market to or sell to. And that is a problem because we're commoditizing relationships. We are devaluing them by trying to add value to every cold network outreach uh, connection request that we send. You cannot, while having a life, living a life, home, work, everything, have the time to provide that much value to random strangers that you've just met and that you don't know anything about. How are you going to provide value to someone you just met that you don't know, that you don't know anything about their wants or needs? You're presuming you can provide value. Value is when you actually understand a need. So we have a real issue on LinkedIn with this because you can send a connection request to just about anyone. And the only way you can shut it down is by, by shutting down who can send you connection requests. So you're turning off opportunity if you want to not let in all of this spam, really. And that's what this is, it's spam. So you can let anybody send you a connection request and anybody will. And then you have to look at all of these people you don't know sitting in purgatory in your unresponded to connection requests. And you have to figure out which of these should I move on? Should I actually initiate a relationship with any of these people or a connection? Should I accept their, their incoming requests? And then there's the other side of it, which is that, you know, LinkedIn, I'm sure knows about this because if you really think about it, they've, they've actually monetized a solution to spam, not, not to get rid of spam. They've monetized spam because you have in-mail. You can send an in-mail, you know, when you have one of your paid LinkedIn accounts, you can buy the ability to bypass the restrictions and send mail to just about anyone. Oftentimes it's spam. It is just, here's what I want to say to you. There's no consent there. I mean, 
you could say there's implied consent by joining LinkedIn and saying, you know, you, if you read the terms of service, but there's not actually an expressed explicit, I would love to hear from random strangers for things. Um, and if there were, it would, it would probably have to adhere to some sort of guidelines you put in place. I don't say I'm open to work yet. People are pitching me for work. I don't say that, you know, I'm looking for, um, you know, new franchise opportunities, but lo and behold, I get them. So we have a problem on LinkedIn and, you know, we have it on all these sites. You can, if your profile is public on Twitter, anybody can follow you if you were, um, and then, you know, um, they can't DM you on Twitter. I'm not sure. Elon keeps changing the rules and I've been off since he joined. So I don't know what you can do on Twitter anymore, to be honest, but on Facebook, you know, you can send anybody a friend request, basically. Um, you know, then if they don't accept you, you can follow them, I guess. Um, and then there's some controls around like, you know, who can message you in this, but it puts a lot of the onus on, uh, on all of us to constantly be thinking about who the audience is instead of leaving ourselves open to actual opportunities. When you leave yourself open to op actual opportunities on these sites, you're actually inviting a lot of spam into it and a lot of un unwanted, unsolicited, um, you know, sales pitches and things like that. So I don't know what we do about it necessarily. You know, uh, I think if I was going into solutions mode, thinking about how we fix this, my, uh, I would probably have a much more firm response to people who continually break those rules. So if you notice that there's somebody who's just sending message after message, after message, after message, they, they should probably get the ban hammer. Um, and it should be, you would think it would be pretty easy to root people out that way, you know, to, to see when people are sending the exact same message person to person to person, you should be able to see that pretty easily. Um, so that'd be one way. Um, but you know, that's, that's like the punitive method. I guess the part that I'm thinking of is like, how do we create an environment? How do we make it so that people want to actually create real connections that they see the value in it? Because I mean, I, you know, if you really break it down, it shouldn't be too hard to see that a single person that you actually interact with and connect with and learn more about and, you know, share messages with back and forth in some small way or comment on each other's posts, that that is infinitely more valuable than a hundred people that you're connected to that you never talk to, that you never see their content. They never see yours. Or if you do, you scroll, I pass it. You don't know who they are and you don't care. Um, but we don't, we, we, we still, and I think it's partly that we glorify fame and, um, and notability through having a big audience, which is why some people will just collect spam accounts and bots and say, look, look at my enormous following. Look at my audience. Look how popular I am. Um, but I, you know, I think it's not hard to see that an actual relationship, actually knowing people, having each other's backs, caring about what each other do is, is infinitely more valuable than this numbers game. And I don't know how we stop it because I think I kind of alluded to this a couple of times. I think it must actually work on some level somewhere. It's got to work or nobody would waste time doing it. The, the, probably the marginal cost of doing it of sending out all of these messages and whatever, it's probably so low that any return whatsoever probably makes it worth it. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I think the other thing is we've probably got a lot of people that are just hurting to make more money. So they respond to things like that. They will take the, um, you know, the spam offers or the too good to be true offers 
uh, at face value. And, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's gotta be, I don't know. I don't know. Man, this came on to rant about this a little bit. I'm just annoyed that I have to keep going through. I just cleaned out my inbox. Like, I don't know, maybe like three months ago and it's full again. It's just tons more in there every couple of days, sometimes every day, multiple times a day. I get these different offers, coaching, the franchise opportunity. How'd you like to own your own finance? If they knew how bad I was at finance, like they would never send anything like that. That's so silly. It is absolutely preposterous to me that they would think that I should have anything to do with finance. It's not my thing. So I don't know what we do about it. Um, I'm sure that there are solutions that could be implemented. Um, and, 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 you know, truth be told, it's probably not the worst problem on LinkedIn at the moment for LinkedIn to address. Um, there, there are bigger issues, silencing of certain voices on the platform, um, particularly people who, uh, have more melanin in their skin that that's probably a bigger deal than the spam issue that's just annoying and you can ignore it but to have people whose reach is reduced who get banned over speaking about their experiences like it's probably a bigger problem here on linkedin um but there are a lot of problems here on linkedin that you know i think it would be worth addressing and um hopefully we do hopefully it uh continues to grow and become a an interesting place to be. Um, I've noticed a lot of things in my feed over the past several months that I find kind of irritating, but overall I've, I've, I am somewhat impressed that LinkedIn has remained mostly professional. It has remained mostly civil, although I've gotten into some things in the comments before. Um, and ultimately the more we touch on issues of real consequence and we stop avoiding those things, we're going to have more heated discussions. We're going to have more, um, you know, fiery threads in here. And ultimately it might turn into more of like what the rest of social media looks like. Um, and maybe this kind of goes back to the bigger point here about connection, which is that it is very easy for us to hide behind a screen and a keyboard and an avatar. Um, instead of putting ourselves out there, understanding someone else's perspective and Unfortunately, it's not as kumbaya as that even because some people's perspectives um, are that other people shouldn't exist or that they shouldn't be allowed to be themselves or that, you know, they should be locked up in cages or any number of other different opinions, which, you know, is far more problematic than, um, you know, just a difference of opinion. So I don't know what we do with that either, but um, connection, relationships networks, how we care about one another, how we care about each other on a, on an aggregate scale to form a society, a safe society, a kind society. I don't know how we do that. Um, and I don't know if these tools help or hinder that. I think at times I see evidence that these tools create places for us to have important conversations, to educate and illuminate others. And then other times I see it as just not worth the time and effort. And that's after a decade in social media. I just sometimes wonder if this was all a good idea or not. Um, and I say that just, you know, staring down the, uh, the barrel of my connection requests in LinkedIn and how frustrating that is. So that's what this episode was brought to you by was just the thoughts about how annoying that all is and that there's a hundred deeper rabbit holes we could go down, but probably not enough time for it today. Cause I'm running up on my half hour, which is what I promised I would keep this to. So I guess I'll just say, thanks for tuning in, if you did.
And if you didn't, you're not hearing this, so I guess it doesn't matter. But I just do this kind of for fun uh, while the baby's napping. I have Fridays off, so I figured I would just hop on here and talk about things that are on my mind, talk about things that are business-related, talk about things that are business-adjacent, maybe. I don't know. Well, anyway, thank you for tuning in, whether you were with me live uh, or whether you listened or watched after the fact. Both are totally cool by me. I'm really okay with it. Make sure to follow me on LinkedIn, uh, which you can find on LinkedIn by looking for my name, Jeff Gibbard. It's probably the easiest way. Or actually, you can just go to jgibbard.com. Links to everything I do. Uh, you can also subscribe to me on YouTube. Link will be there as well. Uh, and if you want to catch a show live, uh, just, you know, Make sure you follow me on LinkedIn or follow me on YouTube, but it's usually going to be anywhere between, I know it says the Friday afternoon uh, nap time show, but it might be anywhere from like, say 11 o'clock to two o'clock, anywhere in that window. Depends on how nap time goes because I legitimately, it's not just a clever name, literally doing this during nap time. So that's where you can get it live. Thank you for your attention, your feedback. It does mean a lot to me. I really do mean that. So anybody that listens to anything I do or that oh, even better, if you like reply to me or like hit me up in a DM or you send me an email or something like that and you tell me like that you hated this or you loved it or you agree with me or you disagree with me, you want to build on the conversation, you think the conversation was stupid, don't care. I just really like when I know that uh, there are people out there um, and I've gotten a lot of really nice messages from people re recently. So I, I, I appreciate that genuinely from the bottom of my heart. I really do. Uh, cause I spend a lot of time creating content. So anyhow, I will see you next week. Once the baby falls asleep until then, take care.